Hi there and welcome to another episode of Crystal Myth Podcast with your host Leslie. This is my smooth voice, I think. Does it sound smooth? It does sound smooth. Welcome to the Crystal Myth Podcast. No, don't do an American accent. I'm Scottish for fuck's sake. I'm that not a kind of transatlantic sexy I don't, accent. I know, before. I hate that though. No, the thing is, right, I'm confused now. Do I sound, do I sound Irish to you? Like just your normal speaking voice yeah do i sound irish well no but we do have the same accent so it'd be weird Shit. if i thought you were irish right. okay i'm no offense to the irish i'd love to be irish because that means that i'd get a european passport and i would have to put up with you know the uk union bullshit and but you do have a better accent than us mm, some some I, I mean i don't why offend well fuck it i, I really don't like the northern ireland <laughs> belfast accent I'd basically they're really strong like, like there's some Belfast accents I'm sure they're nice I like the Favre Ted style accent you know that kind of Irish the soft Irish accent because there's various you can't just say it's like saying oh you've got a Scottish accent but it, there's various Scottish accents you can have not just general Glaswegian there's Edinburgh there's Fife there's Chuchters you know there's I, mean, all, I suppose like saying a Glaswegian accent doesn't really yeah. make sense because you've got like the Glasgow accent is like the slightly posher version of our accent. Oh, the Glasgow Uni accent is the worst. Yeah, stabby stabby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I went to the Inverary jail recently. Not, I wasn't locked up. (laughs) For the crimes you committed (laughs) against humanity. (laughs) It wasn't anything. It was, it is a a museum uh, jail. I took a stupid picture with them. And then you go into the the court. Well, there's a wee bit where you see all these miniature people getting like burnt at stake or their ears pinned to a post, like horrible punishments that they used to do to people back in the day, just for not going to church and stuff or for being a slut. <laughs> I feel that you would be punished quite a bit. Not that I'm calling you a slut. <laughs> for all the crimes that they accuse people of, I'm like God. I mean, yeah. Dead. <laughs> a lot of the things that I do that are not illegal, to be fair, but yeah, not definitely now, used to be illegal. Yeah. It is weird to think that just like just me cutting about would have been illegal. <laughs> not a guy. Not that long ago. A guy playing the bagpipes on a Sunday was publicly whipped and humiliated. Now, because... when the bagpipes are played well, they're lovely. However, most people <laughs> can't play them well, and therefore, I actually think that's quite reasonable. No, but it's not because he was playing shit bagpipe music. It was because he was playing on the Sabbath and no one's allowed to do anything on the Sabbath back then. So that nah, that's not a good reason to do it. Well, maybe he was just annoying everyone with his bagpipes and that was just the excuse he needed to whip him, <laughs> give him a whipping. Back on board again. Nailing <laughs> some, right, a woman had an affair with a guy and for her punishment, they, oh no, but to be fair, she did kill her husband, so... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he had that as the lesser bit of information. Like, <laughs> she quite terribly snagged someone and also she told <laughs> her husband but like... <laughs> that's neither here nor there. They, they hung her, they cut her off her hand and pinned, her left hand and pinned it to the post or the gallows where she was hung. Um, so the people could still high-five her even though she was dead. I don't know why they did that. It's weird. <laughs> Mm, okay well anyway I'll, I'll to get to the point right so we went through all that then you go to the courtroom the actual old courtroom where they would judge people and stuff and that's 
full of mannequins you can sit next to them so I fannied about in there then I went outside and you go and see the actual jail cells there's the old jail which is this wee small creepy building and then there's a new jail which is a bit bigger there was a man just stood there dressed as a jailer and he was stood so still that I went to David I sort of stopped in my tracks and went is he real I said it really loud (laughs) I was kind of reluctant to go up to him I went, is he real? And then so I went, right, okay, he's not moving. So I went towards him and he fucking moved and went, whoa, I shot it. <laughs> there was a real man. <coughs> he was trolling me. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that must be a good way to make your work more fun to pretend to be a mannequin. Right. Oh my God, he was really good at it. Like He was an older man, but I, I, and then he went, ah, I'm real, but some people claim that I'm not. <laughs> and then he locked me in the exercise I I walked into the wee exercise yard bit and he fucking locked the door behind me and then David laughed and went "Uh you can just leave her there I'm like oh great anyway it was great fun I highly recommend going I think uh, the Miff child would love it absolutely love it bit of a trick for you though because you don't drive true but it was great so afterwards there's it's just a wee small town in Vareri it's really nice and there was a chippy and we went in there. There was a man outside with his Dalmatian and I was petting that. I was talking to him while we were waiting for our fucking rolling chips. And that was a palaver because it was a bunch of, a huge shinty team. Like, a huge shinty team. Shinty is like a sort of truther sport, I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it involves sticks and balls and things. It does. I mean, I don't really know what it is either, but my mate from work is like a professional shinty player. Right, but these were amateurs, and they went in the chippy. Well, he laughed at them. We are. I know from um, stuff that he posts online that yeah, you right. have a ball and a stick when you do it. Right. Okay. Uh, so I thought they were footballers at first, but then someone said, "Oh, that's no, a shinty team," and we ordered like just some chips and two coffees, right? And he said, "Oh, it'll be ten minutes," but because all these cunts were all ordering everything, there was. I think the guy got a bit confused and was just forgot about it. So I was waiting outside and then I was talking to this guy and yeah, this is such a convoluted thing to get to the Irish thing, but I was talking to him and he, he went, Oh, are you Irish? And I went, no, <laughs> I'm from East Coast, right? He was like, well, you definitely sound Irish. <laughs> I'm not Irish. <laughs> not Irish. I don't sound remotely Irish. I don't know why you think I sound Irish. And the, the point is the first that's not the first time someone's accused me of being Irish I went to Edinburgh Zoo and someone said that I mean that's what I was going to say like no I don't think you sound Irish but I've been asked where in Ireland I'm from multiple times in my life and honestly so and maybe I we do before, sound Irish when I worked in Surrey like everyone every single person that came into the restaurant I worked in basically every single person would be like oh you have a lovely Irish accent whereabouts <laughs> in Ireland are you from how long ago did you move over from Ireland (laughs) so on so on and I'm like no I just every day like eight times a day I was like no Irish no Irish you should just wear a fucking t-shirt that says I am not Irish (laughs) and as you say nothing wrong with being Irish no literally everyone I've ever met that's Irish has been sound as fuck I don't think I've ever met a shy Irish person but I'm still not Irish so I'm starting to think is it because of the way we've been brought up in the town we live in that we sound a bit Irish I thought maybe it's because my mum was from Yorkshire and I've got a weird accent as a result of that 
but I just don't get it. I don't think my sister sounds Irish. But I also don't think you sound Irish or I sound Irish or... But I'm starting to feel like I'm being gaslit here and starting to think I'm a... I, but I do have an Irish ancestor, but that doesn't necessarily mean I no, am. That doesn't mean <laughs> You're like one of those mad American women now. No, but My great-great-grandmother like, was actually a machine to lay. <laughs> <laughs> that's like me saying, well, I had a relative that was born in India, so I start talking like... A, yeah anyway salmon roasting (laughs) salmon roasting do you know the first right because we were going to be talking about the satanic verses now i as we said in the last episode was like what the fuck is the satanic verses i only know that is a salmon roasting book which i've never read and do you know the first time I became aware of Salman Rushdie, Mark? Can you guess? Uh, is it from South Park? No. Was he in South Park? I don't know, but just because we were talking about that before. All we right. Park, I was like, oh, that was my clue. No. <laughs> um, You'll laugh when I tell you. Bridget Jones's Diary, the film. No, I've never seen Bridget Jones's Have Diary, therefore can't relate. Have you not even read the book? I don't know no. if he was in the book. Right, no, so there's a bit in... I feel like it worked... confuses me that you've seen it because I wouldn't have ever thought that because the only people that have ever told me to watch it are, like, women who are friends with other women I know who are like, oh, my God, you would love it. Like, I can't believe you've not seen it because you, you would love it. It's so funny. I'm so like Bridget. Everybody <laughs> says that, and you must watch it. And every time that happens, I'm like, right, I neither want to watch it or speak to you ever again. <laughs> Look, Mark, it's not my fault. I had to, I had no choice but to watch it because, right, I read the book in secondary school when we were in Miss Sivright's class. I read it. And that was before it was even a movie or anything. Oh, how pretentious does that sound? I read it before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an original Bridget fan. Yeah. Um. So I read it then. And then I went to Florida and on a plane. And those were the days where, back in the day, where, you know, they would play in-flight movies. And yes, but every cunt had to watch them. them. Eh? That was before you could pick your in-flight movie, though, Yes. Yeah, like, they you told just have an in-flight movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was an in-flight movie. And usually they were movies that had just before they came out in the cinema. So you get to say, oh, I've seen this movie before it came out, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. Before, before Pirate and all that was the thing. So one of them was... And they were, honestly, I think they were trying to torture us because one of them was Bridget Jones's diary and the other one was Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> Awful, fucking terrible film. <laughs> so there's a scene in uh, Bridget Jones's diary movie where she works for a publishing company and that's where Hugh Grant works as well. She meets him because he's like a cad. And uh, she's doing a, <clears throat> a book launch and the book launch, and this confused me because I don't know if it was maybe a joke or they were being serious or whatever, maybe joking. It was the it was called something about Kafka's motorbikes, the greatest novel of our time, by Salman Rushdie. <laughs> like, why would a book about motorbikes be the greatest novel of our time? <laughs> what? <laughs> And it was Salman Rushdie. So that's the first time I ever became aware of who he was. But I didn't know about the whole, like, fatwa thing. 
I mean, I wasn't. Well, that like, makes it really like, why is that who they chose to be the author of the fictional book in there? Um, right. Film? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So tell us then, what is the story of the satanic uh, versus, and why is it such a controversial thing? I didn't think it was a big deal. I think they've blown it all out of proportion. <laughs> I mean, please don't kill me <laughs> for saying that if you're out there. It shouldn't be a big deal. But what's actually also crazy is that I think when I explain to you why it's a big deal, that puts me more at risk of being of being killed than you, oh. because. Like, I don't know. Right. Everyone's supposed to think it's a big deal. So <laughs> it's not though, it's just stupid. Right. So basically a satanic verse is I've tried to write that I've written this bit down because I found it very hard to work. So like I've written down exactly what I'd say. A satanic verse is any part of the Quran, either a suggested part of the Quran, so like if you found some bit of text and someone said that might have been removed from the Quran or if someone suggested the inclusion of something in the Quran at any point in time or anything that has definitely been in the Quran and then has later been removed they are all satanic verses and the reason they're satanic verses or the reason they've got that name is because anything in the Quran is meant to be 100% the word of God, completely unaltered, which makes no sense, and I'll come back to that in a minute. But it's supposed to be 100% the word of God, completely unaltered. So if anybody thinks that something's like a Quranic verse that's not in there, then it's being called a Quranic verse, but it's not in the actual word of God already. Therefore, it's the opposite. And same if somebody's like, oh, this was in the Quran at one point in time, but it was removed for being inaccurate. So if it's inaccurate, it can't come from God. And basically the opposite of God is Satan. So if it's not a Quranic verse, it's a satanic verse. Right. Did that make sense? Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) What I read about is that, according to early scholars, that he, Muhammad was trying to get everyone to be hip and groovy and get in with the Islam thing. But because in Mecca they, they were pagans still, they worshipped three goddesses and mm-hmm. they are named. I can't remember their names, I will look it up or I'm sure you know them. Okay. Uh, they, <clears throat> they weren't really that arsed about, you know. It's hard to maybe convert people to a new religion if they're used to previous things and you're not a despot or a dictator like you know Tutankhamun's dad Akhenaten insisting everyone worship the Aten instead of the old gods so they basically had to just do that <laughs> uh, but he was like oh, well what am I going to do to get them on my side I know what I'll say to them is um, it's alright to worship the three goddesses still and you can still be like uh, a Muslim or something like that and they were like oh brilliant so a lot of people were like oh that sounds great I think I'll be a Muslim now so you, you're you're saying it's okay for the three goddesses you know they're cool we can still worship them but we can worship your god as well and they prostrated themselves down like so you just try to get more followers basically on Twitter <laughs> I, I could put it that way <laughs> and, um, and then later on 
uh, Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, who was dictating the word of God to him, went, mate, what are you doing? He was like, no, I'm just I'm just trying to get more followers for us. And they're like, no, I didn't tell you to say that, though, did I? And he's like, yeah, but I thought it would just help. And he's like, no, 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 those are the words of Satan. So don't don't say that again. You've got to walk it back. So we had to walk it back. <laughs> that's what I think. And so because like, he made a mistake, basically. And the reason why they don't want it published is because Muhammad is supposed to be a perfect being and he's not supposed to make any errors, which I think is a bit shit. Because, I mean, I think if you see him as a human being, then he's more relatable. There's also like this sort of double issue with it. So like, yeah, that, oh. that is the most famous version of a satanic verse. Like that's kind of where the the right. idea of there being satanic mm-hmm. verses came from. So that's like the original satanic verse. Oh. But you're yeah. right that Muhammad's supposed to be this like perfect, honest being. Therefore, mm-hmm. Muslims don't think that he made it up. Yeah, that's what they were saying. Like there's some scholars that say, well, why would he make, why would all these early people say that he did that? He wouldn't make something like that up, would he? To make himself, I don't know. Why would, <laughs> I'm confused about like, myself Basically, <laughs> you are right in like 100, well, not 100%, but like 99, yeah. I mean, it's not actually that ancient history really if you're talking about Muhammad. So like uh-huh. in 99.99%, most academics that are writing from a non-biased perspective uh-huh. agree that Muhammad definitely said that there were four gods <laughs> and that three of them were the most popular gods in this and the pre-existing like area you would say it because you're trying to ease them in gently you don't want to make them abandon their gods completely and they're free women so i mean i don't know if that makes any difference but <laughs> You know, but then that also opens up the um, so like obviously again that's like the most well known satanic verse. But then the issue with um, as soon as you say that that happened and kind of what some Muslims think is that that uh, Satan was whispering and misleading Muhammad. So it's not that Muhammad was lying; it's that. Satan caused the creation of this these verses that said that there was four gods right. mm, that's, that's why it was in there but then again it's really confusing because it's very clunky because it's a weird argument because it's like that's why they existed but they weren't in there because God wouldn't have let Muhammad put them in there in the first place therefore actually it never was a religion with four gods it always just had the one god and blah blah blah, blah. doesn't make any sense but basically yeah I mean a hundred percent at the start of Islam, it was a four god religion, and all of the references to those goddesses have been removed, and they are now the sort of first ever satanic verses. But then, obviously, there are other bits of not as interesting or controversial scripture, but that are claimed to be like to have been part of the Quran or to be like a differently worded version of the Quran and things like that. <clears throat> And then they're all just considered to be satanic verses as well. So, uh-huh. I thought it was just that one line. Like, it, 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 I mean, this is just off of Wikipedia, but this is where I read all this. It says, the story reports that Muhammad longed to convert his kinsmen and neighbours of Mecca to Islam. As he was reciting these verses of 
Sura and I can't pronounce that, considered a revelation from the angel Gabriel. Have you thought of Al-Lat and Al-Uza and about the third deity, Al-Manat? These are the three goddesses. They look cool. And mm-hmm. Satan apparently tempted him to utter the following line, but I don't think that's true. I think he just said this. These are the exalted Granik, which people are discussing what that word means, whose intercession is hoped for. I don't. Un- so they're the pre-Islamic Arabian goddesses worshipped by the Meccans, Allah, Al Ruza, and Manat. And it says discerning the precise meaning of the word Garanik has proven difficult, as it is um, a hapax legomena, only used once in the text. So it's only commenters wrote that it meant the cranes. The Arabic word does generally mean a crane appearing in a singular. This is so confusing. And the word has cousin forms. Like so, there he's referring to them as birds, three birds. <laughs> like this Scottish sense. I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just Allah and his three birds. Allah and his three birds it means exalted women. Contemporary academic has translated the same segment as high soaring ones. Um, so he's. He's saying, but what's intercession? What's that mean? What does intercession mean? See, that's kind of what the bigger issue is with the other... Intercession. Right, so, again, anything that's ever been in the Quran that's now not in the Quran. Intercession means entreaty in favour of another, especially a prayer or petition to God on behalf of another. Um, There are... So basically, like, they are other paths to God. Prayer to God on behalf of another person. Um, right? So he's saying, look, you can pray to them, but essentially they're just like the maybe the Hindu gods or something. You're still praying to the one gods, but, you know, these, these are highly exalted beings or something. Maybe he's saying that. I'm not putting words in Muhammad's mouth, but I'm just saying, like, he's maybe no, but- trying to ease the Meccan people in gently to his point of view. The other issue would be like what you're (laughs) saying. So your attempt to translate it would make sense because that's what we do when we're unsure of things. Okay. So like a bit the other Muslim idea would be so you're kind of right as well about the that would be the only other that would that's the only satanic verse that actually exists apparently. However, anything that had ever been even slightly altered, added to, or removed from the original first ever Quran would also be a satanic verse and is not to be trusted. And the problem is that, obviously, now I get that the actual Quran itself can only be in the original text and it can't be translated, but language changes over time. So even if you're like, oh, it's in the original Arabic, well, it's not in the original Arabic because Arabic has changed over time, as all language does. Therefore, technically... You could argue that the whole Quran is a satanic verse. Right. Because I know Muslims <clears throat> say the Quran's never been altered, but that's demonstrably not true. Yeah, I mean, it's that's... like the Bible as well. Look how many times that's been altered over the years and the different yeah. points of views. And then there's a the King James Bible where, you know, our King James the Six or the First of England made up his own version of the Bible and said, this is the one you have to follow from now on. Obviously, he edits it, edits it in his bias. And I think the difference is that the Quran, like all Qurans that are 
classed as actual Qurans do all say the same thing today. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean they say the same thing as the original Quran as Muhammad had it like scribed. And also they don't necessarily mean the same thing because the way that we use words changes over time. So if there are like single use words like that, it's always going to be difficult to know what they mean because it's a single use word and the use of the word could have changed over time. So again, that technically, I think, would make the entire Quran a satanic verse. Because if you're saying if you can't be sure, it's an exact copy of the first ever written down Quran and it means exactly the same thing and is read in exactly the same way. And if you can't say that, it's a satanic verse. Well, you can't say that. I'm really confused. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Do you want to talk about the goddesses instead? Because that's less confusing and they're fun. What were you talking about? The goddesses? Yeah. Yeah, please. Because I was, I was hoping that you would look more into them. So I thought I won't do that because I think Mark is going to tell us more well, about these goddesses and you have met my expectations so yeah please do as you say like i think the original version of the quran would have been like <laughs> there are these four gods and they're all paths to the true god so you've got allah he's the boring one that's not taken from the, <laughs> what they say in it but it's basically like allah's kind of like your sky father one above all kind of right. you know box right, standard god you get in every religion mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got so that's wow. allah and then you've got alat so alat was I think it's interesting as well. Sorry, Mark. Alat sounds a lot like Allah. So yeah, yeah. they're like Allah, Alat, and Alusa. Alusa. (laughs) (laughs) Alat is the female version of Allah. And then Manat, which just makes me—I don't know if like sounds a lot like Maat, the Egyptian goddess of truth and justice. Could be some my in my head it's just it sounds a little bit like Manon. So whenever I was reading it, oh yeah, Manon. Al 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 and. Okay. So, what there's like the statues of the three of them together, and and they all just look like lion. Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's like the famous carvings of the three of them together above a lion, and they all just look like kind of pretty Middle Eastern maidens. But then there's also like separate carvings of them, and I found them more interesting because so there's a lot in her own carvings. She's depicted as like a sort of curvaceous moon-faced woman. Oh, I like that. Uh, she, in the previous pantheon before Sounds Islam hot. came along, she was where obviously there was more than these three goddesses, but then they became part of Islam for a short time. So she was known as the Great Goddess mm-hmm. and was the mother of all other deities. And see, the thing I think interesting, Mark, is that most early religions were all female-based. Yes. And then all of a sudden, the fucking men want to take over and have their gods overpower the females and they're on high and blah, blah, blah. Sorry. And <laughs> Feminist run. But I think that, and I think you're right, what you said about like a lot, even like the so name is Allah, and it's like she's yeah. the female version. And she kind of is because so she's the great goddess and Allah mm-hmm. is like the great god, the only god. She's the mother of all other like deities Isis. and whereas Allah is the father of all life and then her other name that she's given is the lady of the temples because most of the actual big proper temples rather than like home worship that were built were to her and then obviously 
you've got Allah, who all the great mosques are built to, so she basically is just woman Allah. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me, except she was there before, and they just changed her sex. She was there before, and, which is quite interesting, and is the thing that I was trying to tell you before we started recording, but couldn't remember what I was talking about. So I had these lectures at uni. I've definitely told you this story before. And the lecture was amazing. She was like the most fascinating woman ever. Um, she was also like one of my tutors one of the years. Mark, the listeners don't know that you've told me this story before. I know they don't. Okay, so why mention it? Uh, because it's going to relate to this in a minute. I'm just okay. telling you that I've told you this before. before <laughs> um, so she was like my, it was like a kind of ancient, I can't remember the exact name of the course, but it was basically like ancient. Sounds fascinating like polytheistic cultures that were then that kind of had like the word pagan like branded on them in a negative way and what connected them all and what was different and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and one of the things she talked about is how there's quite a lot of academics and she was one of the people working in the field that a lat was worshipped but her womb was also worshipped okay and her womb was worshipped in the form of granite cubes so people would have these little granite cubes and they would keep them in their home and they would worship her and there was some areas where they had these massive granite cubes and that's where you went to worship her and you would go inside and it would like be being in this like great mother's what? womb. That's cool. And that basically the site of where the last one of them was before it was destroyed is... In Mecca. Is in Mecca. And basically that there's quite a lot of academics that think that the Kaaba... Is her womb temple. Is that the Hajj? Is that where they they circle? Yeah, it's the big cube that they circle. Right, yeah. And it does make sense because the Muslim idea of what the Kaaba is, is basically that Abraham travelled to Mecca and built the Kaaba and then travelled back again so that his future followers knew that that was where they should have a pilgrimage to Mm. and the issue with that is that there were no Jews or Christians or anyone who believed in a religion that were in that area at that point in time or at the point in time when Abraham was alive and Uh also there's nothing in any Jewish scripture or in any scripture or any or in any sort of historical writings at all prior to I get it it's it's Islam starting to use it as a place of pilgrimage that says that yeah it's like every other Abrahamic religion right where they basically call the previous ones before them or whatever um, pagans where they take over their temples and change adjust it to their religion and then change the whole dogma to their dogma and they're spin it there spin it the Christian way or spin it the Muslim way Whereas before it was just, like you say, it was the womb of Alat. Yes. But they've just changed it to suit their agenda, which really annoys me. It's like the Easter eggs thing. It's like a much yeah. better version of the Easter eggs. Well, not Christmas. really. Just... Or Christmas. So Saturday yeah. And yeah, they just take the old God's holidays and to make it easier. Like I'm saying, like, that's what I'm saying about the Satanic verses. Like, it sounds like Muhammad to try and convert the people to his way of thinking he's just tweaking the story a little bit by easing them in by saying oh look you can still worship these goddesses but then eventually you'll change it and then they'll forget about them or whatever just ease them in 
Yeah, he's like tweaking it a little bit. Italian is like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. You can still go to the Wim Temple because she's one of the four great gods. And then it's like, yeah. oh, well, you can still go to her Wim Temple, but actually she's not one of the great gods. And then it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. isn't her Wim Temple. What do you mean? What or, do you mean it's not her Wim Temple? Yeah. Abraham travelled here yeah. and he built this temple with his yeah. bare hands. Like, what? Gaslight. Like, yeah. get them in, sign them up, get them in. Like, this sounds like Scientology now. No offence to Muslims. <laughs> Sorry, that's a big offence probably. But it sounds like any cult. Like, get them in, get me sign up, then walk it back and say, no, actually, what I said was actually something different. But now you're part of the, the team, so you've got to go with it. Or you're out, kind of thing. Also, with your like, Muslim things there, that's what I was kind of saying at the start. That, oh. And, you know, everyone... I have full respect to people's faith yeah. as long as you're not bringing harm to anybody yeah. but also you have to and this is why I think I told you this story there was mm. one Muslim guy that when this woman was giving this lecture oh I remember was, this now. Yeah, stood up in the lecture theatre and just, just shouted liar at her and oh she was like the gosh. coolest woman in the world like as in cool calm and collected and she was like sorry and he was like <laughs> liar and she was like yeah, this is like a university lecture, so we're just discussing like, <laughs> what academic findings are. And he was like, but you are lying. And she was like, I mean, I'm not. Like, <laughs> this is what the academic findings were. And she was like, I mean, Abraham definitely never travelled to that area. Like, that's yeah. an impossibility. That's not a thing that happened. And it's like, yeah. lies. So I get that <laughs> saying that it's a womb temple and not something that was built by Abraham for people to have yeah. pilgrimage to is really offensive to Muslims, but yeah. it shouldn't be. He sounds like the kind of guy that would want to stab Salman Rushdie. Yes. The Ayatollah told him to. But see, this is where I'm, this is where we, we come into the, the novel, the satanic verses, because I was like, right, okay, well, what is the novel about then? And why did it piss so many people off? And I read the synopsis, and it was basically, I, I mean, it sounds too intellectual, namby-pamby shit to me, but it, it, it's supposed to be about immigration or migration or something like that, about two Indian Muslim men, or maybe one from India, one from Pakistan, and they're both actors, and they get on a plane, and the plane gets hijacked on its way to England, and they somehow miraculously survive or something, and one of them transforms into the um angel gabriel and the other one transforms into a demon and any sort of he doesn't actually say muhammad he says it's like a derogatory term for for muhammad doesn't it that they used to use in the crusades ma is it oh what is it i would say my dog but it's not my dog Uh, my hound my hound that was it and then it goes it flashes back to that or something and then it mentions Maybe the satanic verses are about the goddesses and that. I don't really want to see what it has to do with the novel. I don't know. Maybe you can describe it better than me. But it was no, that. I'd say that's pretty much spot on. It's basically like he's a, referring back to that time. It's like good omens for wanks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I suppose. And um, I don't know something about how the guy who's like the devil tries to make the guy who becomes Gabriel insanely jealous of his wife or something who's white and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I'm laughing, <laughs> but he seems he seems to get over it. In and then, but but then at the end, he throws his wife out a window in jealousy again. I don't know whether that what this has got to do with the whole satanic versus thing, but I don't fucking know. But obviously, like the Muslims took offense, or no, it was Iran, the Ayatollah of Iran, or yeah. something, that took offense to it. 
and saying it's blasphemous and everything and that 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 he should be killed for saying that and anyone associated see this is a horrifying thing anyone else associated with the publishing of the novel should be killed i mean i've got um, an article here called the insider and uh, from the insider and there's a picture of some like um, what i'm assuming is iranian women demonstrators in tehran um call for the death of salman rushdie after the ayatollah khamenei is that how you pronounce the name issued a fatwa in february 1989 and they've got a banner that says kill kill salman rushdie holly Quran. that doesn't make sense why she's got that she's spelt holy wrong she made a typo that's maybe her name is holly Quran. maybe it is i don't know <laughs> maybe she supports the fatwa but she's also a prominent drag artist one of them says holly Quran. then the one in the middle spelt it correctly and then the other one next her again spells it holly with two l's i mean maybe you should look it to yourself before you cast judgment on someone else for blasphemy <laughs> i don't know um it's just yeah. weird as well though because i'm right i get the title and there's the thing about muhammad's wives which i'll come back to in a minute but oh might... did he talk about muhammad's wives yeah oh. well sort of in the same way that he talks about muhammad but he sort of doesn't like my hounds right the book them. isn't really about muhammad at oh. all it's, it's like about a those two guys. but yeah. there are there's basically like yeah satirical 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 implications uh-huh. in it about basically that like Muhammad was probably a liar. Right. I like they were saying like he it was he was saying it's supposed to be monotheism, but the, meta- the satanic verses or whatever um saying they're saying that Muhammad was saying no actually you can worship these making goddesses so it's not mono, monotheism is that what they're saying he's yes. trying to say there which is what the whole thing oh it sounds so stupid and then there's a bit in it where there's a, a brothel called the veil mm. oh yeah i read that they, they were pretend there was prostitutes or something they were pretending to be muhammad's wives or something and the veil is like important in islam and in hinduism because there's the oh. idea of the veil in hinduism which is like yeah the, like basically what separates what we can what we can so what we can see is maya or maya layered on reality which is like like sort of a shared entire world hallucination and if you move the veil away the maya's gone so that hallucination's gone and you can only see what's true and then there's the sort of idea in islam as well about like the veil obviously like the veil covering up a woman and keeping her appropriate but then the veil it's meant to be like this sort of combined metaphor so behind the veil the women are naked but it's also the idea of like the veil revealing the truth and all the women who work in the brothel have the names of muhammad's wives and so the it's supposed to be like metaphorically implying that that being allowed to have multiple wives is also a satanic verse but it's not been removed because it suits men ah, and the only reason that Muhammad put it in there in the first place is basically because he wanted to shag multiple women. Of various ages. Yeah. Of various okay, ages. Yeah. And the only way he could do that was for. So he's it, picking and choosing what yeah. gets him from. So he's kind of deciding what goes in there 
and when uh-huh. it comes out, which again mm. makes perfect sense looking at it from an outside perspective. It's like, yeah, he wrote the scripture. Of course, he's he's choosing what goes in there. And what yeah, well, it's like there. I said, it's like I said the other day about like I watched The Last of Us. I know this is a wee bit of like well, The Last of Us, the game. Like, what what the fuck's that got to do with like the Muslim thing? But I'm talking about cults in general, and to me, all religions are just a form of of a cult, a different type of cult, different dogmas. Okay. That's just how. That's what I believe. You can choose to kill me for it, which I think is ridiculous. I'm not going to choose to kill you because you believe in a sky god. Come on to fuck, right? But I mean, I respect your right to believe in it, but don't go around killing people. I don't think Muhammad would have wanted that. To be fair, um, right? Anyway, so what I was saying is that there's an episode in spoilers if you haven't seen it, the latest episode where there's a guy and he's running a town and they're cannibals. And he's professing to be a preacher, but he was actually like a fucking violent man beforehand. And um, he gets really creepy with women, basically. And that's why he wants Ellie, because he wants... It seems to me, like I said to David, why is it that every kind of Christian cult or any kind of other cult always ends up with the man wanting all the women for himself and making that part of the cult? And they go along with it. I don't know about Scientology though, because Miscavige kind of got rid of his wife, but then there's that so he can bang other women. I don't know. There's too there's too much secrecy around that. I don't know what he's up to. I'm pretty sure that uh, what's his face, Ron Hubbard, had something weird going on with Yeah, he did because he only had yeah, he, was... he encouraged a lot of teenage girls or pretty girls to be joined up to the Sea Org and be servants yeah. and that. So yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Like what you're saying about Muhammad there wanting all the wives and just yeah, that's just naturally what men probably wanted would rather have if they were going to, you know, have their religion. Yeah. Which is, is it but in in Islam now, like you say things change. Obviously, like in the UK by law you can't have more than one wife, but in certain parts of Islamic countries you can have more than one wife. Yes. So which is it? <laughs> but like the other thing. Oh, okay. Like, like regardless of whether. Oh my god. See, I say things like it. Jesus Christ and oh my god. It doesn't mean anything. Do you know what I mean? But it's, yes. still, it's in my language. I can't help. <laughs> so like two of the sort of like most important things in Islam are that you uh-huh. should follow the laws of the land you're living in as long right. as the reasonable laws that aren't bringing harm to anyone. And you shouldn't be bringing harm to anyone, and that kind of trumps everything else. So yeah, it well, kind I of I feel like that should take all debate away as well, because it's like, well, mm. it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah, as you say, if you're willing to move to somewhere that's not a majority Islamic country, and are like, yeah, actually, it makes perfect sense to not have four wives for no reason. I'll just have one mm. if somebody fancies marrying me. And to be fine with that. And now I get I'm saying that. And obviously the people who are agreeing to kill Sam and Rushdie are not the people that are like, yes, <laughs> I fully agree with being logical. But yeah, it's a bit weird to have that juxtaposition. I of just, being like, oh, I'm, yeah, we should I, all not uh-huh. bring harm to anybody and live by reasonable rules. However, if somebody writes a fictional book where they imply that the guy who made up a religion and died a really long time ago may have at some point in his time did something in his own interests. We all have to get together and kill him. Yeah, it just sounds really petty and ridiculous to me. Like, why? I mean, why him? Like, surely there's other books out there that 
I don't know, maybe there isn't, but that have said worse things or like, I just don't, I think it's a bit, it's a bit taking things a bit too far to say that because you said something that possibly, I mean, if you've got faith in your religion, why would you, it sounds like they're really insecure. Why would they have to kill one guy? It's not going to change what he wrote. I, I do you know, <laughs> the people who published it, it just sounds really like insecure to them to think that his book's going to change people's minds on whatever Muhammad wrote back in the day, or is it because they consider it blasphemous? I don't know. I mean, I mean, no, you think about it. I'm sure there's plenty of books that have like jokes about Jesus in them, but the idea that somebody would read well, a book, was, book about Jesus in it and then everyone I mean, would like turn against Christianity because bloody mm-hmm. like I don't know Beatrix Potter. And yeah, that sounds really bad. Jesus but... and Mrs. Tiggywinkle. We did, but to be fair, that Christians did did burn people for saying things that they thought was offensive <laughs> towards Jesus. Depending True. on whether you're Catholic or whatever, they've been doing that for a long time. We just don't do it anymore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It just, 1989 just seems a bit like, what the fuck? Well, we've been talking about this. I've been looking something up on my phone because I think uh-huh. it's just because he's so high profile. Because I remembered when I was at uni that we uh-huh. were talking about this case, which I've just managed to find an article on. So it's from 2007. So a uh, <laughs> teacher found guilty in Muhammad teddy bear case. What? A teacher has been accused of insulting Islam by allowing her pupils uh, on their name a teddy bear day to name a teddy bear Muhammad. But there's loads of little boys called Muhammad, so... Is that bad? She was sentenced to 15 days in prison and to be immediately deported from Sudan. All right, so it was in Sudan. Okay, fair enough. I thought they were talking about the UK there for a second. (laughs) I I think it's just because he's high profile because you're, I mean, it's a a stupid thing to get annoyed with somebody about. He's made a joke about, again, a dead guy. yeah, because it says on book, but I mean, again, I'm getting that nobody took a fat fire. I'm saying that maybe they did, but she know, certainly but... faced actual prosecution for allowing a child on name your Teddy Day to name their Teddy Muhammad. But why would they all listen to the the guy from Iran who's saying it? Is, is he like the Pope of Islam? Like they're, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Basically, yeah, he is the Pope of Islam. But he can't be because there's. <laughs> I don't think they have a Pope, do they? No. Do they have a Pope? But then the Pope's not the Pope of Christianity. Yeah, but the people, like, if people you know in Saudi mean. Arabia won't listen to the fucking guy in Iran, will they? They're not going to, I don't no, think, the, they listen to their leader. The people, if that makes sense, like, the people who follow the Pope think the Pope is the spokesperson for Christianity. The right. people who follow the Ayatollah think the Ayatollah is the spokesperson for Islam. Yeah, but so then why did it spread Muslims, around the world? Say that again. Why did it spread the fatwa thing? Why did it spread from Iran to England to everywhere? Well, because there will be people who follow the word of the. Or was it because he put a price on his head and they wanted the money? Is that what it is? Maybe that, but I think it's mostly because like there will be people who follow the word of the Ayatollah all over the world. Like if you think when the ship pope was in charge, Benedict. Yeah, the ship pope. It's not like there was just people in Vatican City that agreed with what he was saying. There was people all over the world who agreed with his weird Nazi statements Mm -hmm. because he was the Pope. It's the same thing. Like, not all Muslims are going to agree with the Ayatollah. The majority of Muslims would disagree. 
but I'm thinking back again I'm thinking back to the past like because think about it right if Pope Francis came out right now and said um okay I've I've decided that anyone who uses condoms must die so as a duty you have to go out and kill anyone who uses like contraception or who are Protestant or whatever that would be insane that would be considered mental right now wouldn't it I don't know if they would actually go and do it but back in Elizabethan times the Pope genuinely said if you kill Queen Elizabeth the first whatever not the second <laughs> if you queen he doesn't know the future if you go and kill Elizabeth I you will be given a dispensation and go straight to heaven or whatever I and, and, and loads of people tried to kill her okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah I agree that obviously there is historical evidence yeah. that that has happened in the past and also I do think it is still comparable today because I think if the Pope said go out and kill everyone that uses condoms mm. today, yeah, hardly any Catholics would follow him, but some would. And I some think would. to be fair, it is actually the same with the Salman Rushdie thing because it's right. not like it's not even like all the Muslims who follow the Ayatollah were like, right, I'm off to kill Salman Rushdie. <laughs> it's just that there was enough Muslims globally that were willing to do that that it posed a threat to Rushdie. Realistically wasn't that larger percentage of even that right. like subset of a subset of the Muslim community. It's not loads of people, but you know, if there was like right. 80 people in the entire world that had agreed okay. to kill you, that's still quite dangerous for you. It says upon publish, Rushdie's satanic verses instantly became the subject of heated controversy, as we already know. India became the first country to ban the novel just nine days after it was published but why would they ban it because they're not muslim they're mostly hindu what um okay other countries like south africa pakistan and saudi arabia swiftly followed suit okay well you can ban it whatever uh in the uk and abroad thousands of muslims protested the book and the blasphemous references some believed it contained on january 14th 1989 protesters in the uk city of bradford because it's a highly populated Pakistani Muslim area let's face it burned a copy of the satanic verses but then you get idiots that burned the Harry Potter, Potter, Harry Potter books for say. witchcraft it's like, probably the same numbers of people that are like up mm, in arms about Harry Potter now yeah. I'm, I don't ever now, support burning books thing. tell okay. people not to buy the book because it's from a transphobe that's no, fine. But it's now you're getting like you know the computer game now they're all telling them yes. not to play that now I think fuck off I'll play what I want no, because I don't give a shit about the whole trans issue thing. If I want to play a game, I'll play a game. To be quite frankly, it looks boring and I've never really been a fan, so I don't really care. Yes. But I just think, okay. That's what I mean, though. Like, I think like, it's a more legitimate thing to be like, I hate her because she's a transphobe than I hate her. That's but don't tell people not to read not things just because you don't like her. Like, give people the freedom of choice. Yes. I, I, that's what I hate. Like, Fair enough, I might not agree with what you say, but don't go around fucking dictating the other people what they can and can't read. That's just, like, fascism. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like, it's fine for people to think she's a piece of shit. It's fine for me to say, yeah. I think you she's a piece of shit for being a transphobe. It doesn't mean I can set fire to her books or not yeah. allow other people to purchase her work. Like, exactly. not my place. It's and not anyone's place. Although there are some some people who, like, or maybe, on, I don't know, on both sides, but, like, like 
there are there are people who say things like kill turfs and decapitate turfs and i'm like well that's a bit extreme that's just the same as fucking telling people to kill salmon rushdie because they don't like what he said about his book like fuck off what are you doing you're you're not giving your you're not doing yourself any favors by doing that no but again i think it's the same no matter what (laughs) life people lead and what background they're from there's always going to be a subset of fucking mental Nutters, people that are yeah, like exactly. the best solution to this <laughs> is for me to tell everyone that's not me yeah exactly it's basically everyone thinks of the fucking protagonist of their life those people and yeah they just they want to ruin it for everyone else i don't know like it just annoys me like i don't like being dictated to by other people about what i should and shouldn't like like i'll decide i'll be the judge of it, what i want to read and, and again it's like you yeah, tell me why you like, like it's yeah. I think it's fine for somebody to say to me, like, I think Salmon Rushdie's a pompous arsehole, like, mm. cool. But it's yeah, not fine for somebody is. to say to me, you shouldn't read his book because I think it's shit. Or yeah. even worse, you shouldn't read his book. I've never read it, but I think he's a pompous <laughs> arsehole. Like, well, why does that mean I shouldn't read his book? Yeah, well, it's like, you know, that guy that, that called your lecturer a liar for something yes. that he didn't agree with. Well, the same thing of, I've seen, like, other lecturers say, well, there's a, there's, like, there's a difference between like sex and gender and then they get shouted down and told to basically they're liars it's like shut the fuck up and sit down yeah <laughs> oh let anyway. the, the expert explain where they're coming from yeah and if you disagree with them that's fine because everyone's down yeah, to disagree but like listen to them and then if you disagree disagree and fuck off like you don't need to stand up and try to yeah. stop somebody speaking and to have the Try-ing expectation that fired. as if he's going to shout liar at her and she's going to go Actually, oh, do you know yeah. what? It's not a big win. It was built by Abraham. Sorry. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Do you want to come up here and lecture you? <laughs> yeah, like, I'll tap out. You come in. I'll just sit here. Yeah. <laughs> God. How is honestly? Did something get done about that? Like, surely he would have got some sort of disciplinary for. I mean, or is it just a freedom of speech thing? Like, he can say that, but I don't know. Did, how did everyone else react? I think it was one of those things where nobody really reacted because it was oh, weird. He <laughs> like, you know that we something's weird. But, like, it wasn't aggressive. Mm, okay. Like, it wasn't like he was like, liar! Like, he mm, was just like, liar! And she was like, what? And he was like, liar! I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I had kind of town crier vibes to it rather than, like, <laughs> attack vibes to it. Right, well, this is what the Ayatollah said in 1989. He gave a formal edict on a matter of Islamic law. I mean, there's various different versions of Islamic Islamic law, isn't there? So, it calling for the death of Rushdie and his publishers. Oh, for fuck's sake. He said, I call on all valiant, valiant Muslims, wherever they may be in the world, to kill them without delay, oh my, so that no one will dare insult the sacred beliefs of Muslims henceforth. So he's basically wanting to put the fear, fear of every like. How is that helping? It's yeah, not like helping your like cause. The best people way are going to stop people being anti-Islamic. Islamic, is, yeah, it's to make for some Muslims publicly kill the author of a fictional book. Yeah, that's really going to like make people want to become Muslim. <laughs> it's like become Muslim or we'll kill you, basically, um, or don't say anything bad about our our book or we'll fucking kill you. That's really not going to go down well so Rushdie denied that the satanic verses were blasphemous against Islam 
um, but issued a statement recognising that Muslims in many parts of the world are genuinely distressed by the publication of my novel. I profoundly regret the distress the publication has occasioned and to the sincere followers as he did not mean a word of that, by the way. He did no. not mean a word because he recanted it all later. He said that he was Muslim himself and he followed that he had faith in that, but that he was only saying that to try and get them off his back. He went into hiding for a decade, shutting himself in a home fitted with bulletproof glass and security cameras. Uh, Though Iran's foreign ministry eventually assured Britain they wouldn't carry out the threats in 1989, others in Iran rallied behind Khomeini's fatwa. Yeah, because you always, like, again, you get nutters, like you say. In 2012, an Iranian religious foundation raised the bounty for Rushdie's head to 3.3 million. Now, that would tempt a lot of people. I mean... If you've got a big bounty like that. 3.3 million does make it more tempting to murder someone. It's tempting, it's very tempting, especially if you've got a really shit life. It's going to be tempting for anybody, isn't it? And then you could just say, well, it's a religious thing like that's what i was told to do um but i would argue if it was a religious thing you wouldn't be doing it for the money would you you fucking weirdo in 2019 current iranian ruler ayatollah uh, syed ally khomeini said in a now deleted tweet that the assassination order was irrevocable so you can't undo what was said um i would argue that yeah you can (laughs) Yeah, it's like the fact it's so serious that once uttered like a magic spell or a curse, you cannot undo it. So no matter how much, like maybe even if he burned every single book and erased it from existence, as long as there's a fat one on his head, he's never going to they're never going to back down until he's dead, which I don't see what that would achieve. Um, But they tried, didn't they? They got him. They got him. <laughs> they, they they got him, but they fucking failed because he's he's lost some like they, some guy stabbed him at a, a reading maybe he let his guard down or whatever. I think he changed his name as well for ten years. He lived in Wales and he changed his name, but poor he guy moved as well. Like he what? Because I was reading a thing about how no one knew where he was because he just was constantly moved from like safe house to safe house. To yeah. But one of the people that apparently did know, I'm saying apparently because I don't know if this is true, but I like the idea that it is, that apparently did know where he was, was uh, Surrey McKellen, because apparently they're really good friends. So oh, yeah, yeah. He used to go <laughs> visit them and they get really stoned together. Nice. <laughs> well, because they couldn't get to him, his poor publishers ended up getting, like, as a, a backup or, you know, the next best thing, they got killed. Uh, some uh, bookstores were bombed or had bomb threat. The New York offices of Viking Penguin, the publisher of the book, received seven bomb threats and several bookstores across the UK were bombed. I didn't know that. In 1991, the Japanese translator of the Satanic Verses was assassinated and the Italian translator was badly wounded in a stabbing attack. Okay. <laughs> and then again with the whole like reward for taking down the people that had done it. Hmm. What about the people who read the book? Like nobody knows who it was that carried out those two attacks. So Right. But they do know who attacked him recently though. Yeah, they know who attacked him, but the I mean seeing that it might not even have been the same guy that (coughs) carried out the two nineteen ninety one attacks. Oh, he was given a lecture. Uh Uh-huh. But like nobody knows now still, nobody knows who it was. 
Well, it says although the suspect's motive is still unclear, the attack was renewed has renewed discussions over a decades long controversy about his book. Um, I'm sure I read somewhere though that it was to do with that. The fat one. So he yeah. can never really relax, can he? But he still doesn't give a shit, really. He comes out and he's got an eye patch on. He looks like a pirate now. I don't. Do you know what? I don't care about Salmon Rushdie. Why is he getting all these hot women? <laughs> he went out with someone called Padma Lakshmi, I think, and she was like a really hot Pakistani model or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe she wasn't, but she was married to. I think she used to be married. Oh, I'm getting confused. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe. Just babbling. In my yeah. head, she was a Pakistani Wait. TV personality, but either way, she's very pretty. Who was Salman Rushdie? Is not a good-looking guy. I know I'm. I'm so. I'm. I'm really shallow. I mean, I'm, I mean, I mean, I judge Muslims for my kill him over a book, but I'm really shallow. <laughs> I know, to be to fair, like, I always find that weird as well when I'm like, it doesn't matter how interesting somebody is or how good their chat is. Like, if they're not appealing to look at, then yeah. Um, he was married to. I'm just looking at what he looked like in his thirties to see if. Uh, I think yeah. he still looked bald. Like he still had a big dome head. It's not even the baldness. Like <laughs> there are some bald guys that are attractive. He's just not attractive. <laughs> We're assassinating these fucking looks. Yeah. <laughs> um, he dates white women. <laughs> Who was he married to previously? Why is that such a big deal to me? I don't know. Um, Padma Lakshmi. She was an Indian-American actress, model and TV host. Yeah. Who is she going out with now? <laughs> I just want the gossip. I'm sure she was dating someone famous. Or she's married to someone famous now. Who's probably better looking than Salmon fucking Rushdie. Has he had, I mean, has he got any more novels, Salmon Rushdie? Have you actually read anything of his? No. Um, are you interested in reading anything of his? Not no. particularly. It doesn't seem <laughs> like my style of writing. Neither am I. I don't care. Um, it doesn't say she's married to anyone currently. She's 52. Eh. I don't know. I don't know, but I just don't get it. I don't get why Beyonce likes Jay-Z, apart from maybe... <laughs> But then she's uh, that one always confuses me because I'm like Beyonce is so independently wealthy and yeah he's not even slightly attractive and Beyonce's Beyonce. Yeah, but Beyonce's so beautiful she could get anybody she wanted. Yes. But Jay Z, if he wasn't so rich, I don't think he would be the other way around. I mean, maybe she genuinely finds him hot. Like you know, no, everybody sure finds different does. people hot. But yeah, I don't see it. Like. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she she went out with Sam. She she married Salman Rushdie in two thousand and four after living together for five years, and then Rushdie stated that Lakshmi had asked for a divorce in January two thousand and seven, and then she dated a billionaire. So she obviously likes men with money. So there you go. Just no. Is Salman Rushdie that wealthy? I mean, I I don't. Maybe he is. Who knows? He's been. I'm aware he's That shouldn't confuse me, but. He was in Curb Your Enthusiasm as well, and wasn't that whole joke about the fatwa thing? Because uh, Larry David did something to end up with a fatwa on him, and Salman Rushdie had to like advise him. Or... I don't know. It was quite funny when I watched it. 
Um, how many fatwas have there been? Have you looked into that, or is it just him? Like how many fatwas were taken out about the satanic verses? No, I just mean in general, like recently. Has there uh, been any? I mean, I mean, why not take one out on George W. Bush for the whole Iraq thing? I think the Ayatollah was like really into taking out. Was he? <laughs> that was, <laughs> he just was it? Juno Salman Rushdie's written thirty-two full novels. Who? Salman Rushdie. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they're all shite. <laughs> Sorry. I, just, I, I mean, again, not that I'm saying it's okay to, I'm not saying it's okay to kill someone for making fun of the religion <laughs> in the book. Like, that's clearly not okay. What I'm going to say, though, is that, and I get that you're saying that obviously later recanted it for him to say that his book wasn't in any way making any comment on Islam. Like, he's got another book called The Prophet's Hair. Oh, One okay. of his books, the cover of it is like, an illustration of a passage from the Quran. Oh. So, it's, I mean, his work does seem to be quite, like, Quran-slagging-based. Which, again, fair enough, if you want to write 8,000 books slagging off the Quran, knock yourself out. I mean, there's a list of fatwas on Wikipedia. I don't know. I mean, but these go back to, like, the 16th century. I'm talking about modern day, right? Let's see. What have we got here? <laughs> Why I'm laughing at that, Jesus Christ! Right, um, 1951. Right, we'll start from there. There was a fatwa on soft drinks. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Why? I thought they were anti-alcoholic. In September 1951, the Mufti of Egypt issued a fatwa stating that both Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola were permissible for Muslims to drink. In order to arrive at that decision, the Department of Fatwas had a Ministry of Public Health analyse the composition of the two drinks as they did not find the pepsin or any narcotic or alcoholic substances to be present nor any microbes harmful to death. The Mufti found it was not forbidden under Islamic law. Wait, wait, am I misunderstanding fatwas then? I thought the word fatwa was just like uh, 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 oh, does that just mean a command? It doesn't mean a forbidden thing, it just means a command. So it doesn't yes, necessarily so mean, right, okay, I'm misunderstanding that. I would argue that like the Ayatollah is misunderstanding the fatwa because, right. yeah, I think, again, because the whole thing in Islam is like you're not allowed to be violent to people and things like that. So a fatwa is like a, really a command that like command, guides right. you for your own safety. And for some reason, so the Ayatollah was always like, pure. I don't like my right. new haircut. In my hair <laughs> and it's like no, that's well, not really what you're meant to do with a fat one. I said before the podcast, I'm gonna put a fat one on you because you like peppermint tea, and I don't want. So I say, don't drink it. Uh, in 2010, an Australian imam named Faiz Muhammad issued a fat law calling for the beheading, specifically wanted to be beheaded, of a um, Dutch politician, Geert Wilders who had made anti-Islamic statements relating to Muslim immigration. Everyone in that story seems shit, don't they? Yeah, but the thing is, like, are they saying, like, anyone can issue a fatwa, or does it have to be an imam, or can you just declare a fatwa and just hope that maybe some people might do it? It doesn't make sense to me. I don't really know, because, yeah, I suppose you could, couldn't you? Like, like I get the Pope. Surely, like, like, my mum was Muslim, and my mum told me that I wasn't allowed to have Coca-Cola because it's got caffeine in it. Is that a fatwa? I think it probably is. But then that's just a... But I thought a fatwa was like, that. that's just individual to you. She's not telling the entire neighbourhood or the entire mosque not to drink it. She's just telling you that. That's individual. True. 
So I suppose it has to be. So maybe you do have to be some sort of a leader. But again, yeah, you're not supposed to be using. I don't know. To demand that people kill other people. Well, listen to this. Another one. No, oh, wait, wait, I've got one. 1998, a fatwa on Abdulaziz uh, Sakhdina, sorry for butchering your name. In 1998, the Grand Ayatollah Sistani of Iraq issued a fatwa prohibiting University of Virginia professor Abdulaziz from ever again teaching Islam due to, in part to Sakhdina's writings encouraging acceptance of religious pluralism in the Muslim world. What does that even mean? Religious pluralism? pluralism? Is that just like acceptance of other religions? Oh, probably, yeah. saying that more than one religion can be right? Yeah, probably. So that's like if that guy that called your (laughs) lecturer a liar said fat wow. I don't know. (laughs) You're not allowed to teach anything ever again because you said something that I deem incorrect. I don't know, stupid. Right, well, that's the thing as well, like the whole like a fatwa on you, which we both keep saying isn't really a thing, is it? Because it sounds like fat, a curse on you, doesn't yeah, it? Like, it does. It, I'm making it out to be like that. has to be a specific instruction, like this yeah. is my fatwa, which again, based on what they should be, it must be interesting. But it's like this is my fatwa, and you expect them to be like, like this chocolate yeah. bar actually contains pork products instead of them being like, cut off this man's head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in 2004, Dutch mm-hmm. filmmaker Theo van Gogh oh, yeah. uh-huh. released the film Submission, which criticised the treatment of women in Islam and aroused controversy among some Muslims. And he was assassinated by Mohammed Boyer, mm-hmm. a Dutch Moroccan Muslim, on the 2nd of November 2004 because of a fatwa against him. Yeah, I remember that. But who actually issued the fatwa? I don't, I don't know. No, I'm not That's sure. Weird. I'm saying this. Um... Let's see what's the latest one. Just scroll all the way down. Um, <laughs> right, okay. Oh no, you're not going to like this. 2022, a fatwa against homosexuality. And then it says in uh, bracket South Africa. In July 2022, the South African Muslim Judicial Council, the MGC, issued a fatwa on homosexuality. The fatwa that clarified that Islam's primary sources of legislation are the Quran, Sunnah, and uh, I don't know, is it IJMA? I don't know how you say that. Or scholarly consensus, all of which unequivocally prohibit same-sex actions and by extension same-sex marriage. So when they say a fatma against homosexuality, do they what do, just do they just mean they they're just saying advise you not to be gay? Right, they're not saying go out and kill gay people they're just well they're just they're also incorrect actually that's yes reading of any of those bits of scripture but they're not saying to kill anyone so that's a win i guess it just seems to be just anything that they've got an grievance against they'll just call it a fatwa and it it could be any group of muslims it doesn't like Um, i think they're more common than we think they are because one of the ones here so there's several fatwas out against Dutch cartoonist Kurt Vestgaard, Vestergaard, um, uh, and he's had to basically he's he lives under constant police protection because uh-huh. of the multiple fatwas out against him that have called for his death because he once drew a cartoon with the Prophet Muhammad wearing a bomb instead of a turban. But then we would get a fatwa on us because we once drew Muhammad as a clown. <laughs> 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 well. 
would be worse we could have let a child uh, call Eddie Bear Mohammed. Yeah. I just that's just stupid, right? But there's positive fatwas. So they're not all bad. In twenty fifteen there was a fatwa against ISIS, the Islamic State. On March eleventh, twenty fifteen, Syed uh so the founder of the Islamic Supreme Council of Canada. <laughs> I just think of Star Wars when they say things like Supreme Council and all that shit. Uh, 37 other Muslim leaders of various Islamic sects across Canada. Of course, the Canadians would say that, though, because they're nice. Gathered in Calgary and issued a fatwa condemning followers of Islamic State as non-Muslims. But then they would probably put a fatwa against the Council of Can- the Muslims of Canada for, <laughs> for not <laughs> thinking <laughs> saying they're non-Muslims cancel each other out he cited capturing opponents opponents and beheading them killing Muslims who disagree with IS's actions destroying mosques burning enemy soldiers alive and encouraging Muslim girls to join IS among others as acts by IS that violate Islamic law under this fatwa anybody who even wishes to join the group will be excommunicated from the Muslim community and no longer considered Muslim but that only extends to Canada doesn't it wouldn't it I guess. Because that's what confuses me, because he's saying that, that apply worldwide. It is just a statement. That's what I've decided it is. Because there's another one. A statement that if you're Muslim and you put out a statement targeted at all Muslims, that's really all a fat lies. Yeah, because there's one on suicide bombings, and I thought, oh, here we go. But it was actually against it. In 2017, suicide bombing in any form has also been declared haram, which is like the word forbidden. In Islam by Indian ulama. This stand is also supported by Saudi scholars um, such as Sheikh Mohammed bin Salah al Ufaymin, who have issued fatwa declaring suicide bombings are haram and those who commit this act are not martyrs. Cool. Indeed. But again, it depends where you are because not everyone's going to listen to that. <laughs> so they kind of seem a bit stupid, the whole thing, really. It depends who who's given who you follow. Because there's one yeah. against the MMR vaccine. I mean, not even Muslim. There's plenty of nutters that aren't Muslims that are anti-vaxxers. <laughs> A fatwa on measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine is haram and claimed that the vaccine contains traces of pork in humans. How how does it contain traces of pork? Maybe it does. I don't know. I mean, it might. Mm. Yeah, I think it doesn't really have any meaning. Like, I mean, effectively, you could issue a fatwa saying that people who have an issue with Salman Rushdie have to stop (laughs) having an issue with Salman Rushdie. And then what do you do? Oh, yeah. What, which, yeah, because one one, like one could say, well, there is a fatwa against Salman Rushdie that can't be reversed, but then another one could say well actually no we're putting a fat mad to say it is being reversed so which one yes. do you believe the one with the 3.3 million bounty on his head probably in my head i'm just imagining like you know um like 90s <laughs> cartoons all the time they would have like yeah. pose the logic question to a robot and it would be like wah, 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 and start something down. but it's yeah. like <laughs> posing it to just a random like <laughs> guy outside a mosque like there's a fat one that says that you have to go and kills Salman Rushdie, but there's also this other fatwa that says you have to stop people from trying to kill Salman Rushdie, what do you do? And just sparks start flying out his eyes. 
He's like, you can go kill Sam and Rushdie, but if you do it under the guise of a suicide bomber, then you're no longer... Mis- oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I said this would be a short podcast, but we're running like one hour 16 minutes already. It just doesn't feel like it's been uh, long. I've actually really rather enjoyed discussing it. Um, we didn't really focus so much on the satanic. We kind of went down a fatwa rabbit hole there and the whole thing just seems absolutely ridiculous to me though agreed yeah Except i just find honest, i say bring back worship of them they sound great yeah bring let but look put women back in charge see when i say that to my dad though he goes yeah but margaret thatcher and i'm like oh, yeah good point <laughs> uh, remember that margaret thatcher famously thought women shouldn't be in charge of anything even though she was so yeah but look at she's a bit of an exception. <sighs> look at all the women prime ministers there's been. They've been shit. Theresa May, shite. Um, the one that only lasted. Oh Jesus like, Christ! Let's trust her. Let's trust who couldn't even uh, let us out lasted. <laughs> and then dare I say it, Nicola Sturgeon? She's done fuck all for this country. <laughs> I'm just I would argue that. I mean, she's done some good things, but she's not done what we what 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 we voted her in for. And that was Scottish independence. Absolutely nothing. Possible homophobic replacement. She's great. Yeah, that worries me. That Kate Forbes. Yeah, fucking psycho. Hamza is just another Sturgeon clone. Um, so I'm gonna. To be honest, I'm not even a member of the SNP anymore. So I, I just think that none of the candidates are gonna be any good whatsoever. I'm very skeptical. I just think it's all a waste of time and I don't even know why they bother televising these fucking debates. Who cares? Yes. See this whole Americanization of like, they, they never used to do this. I don't remember any televised debates before, like, I don't know, the whole maybe, when did it start? A couple of years back, maybe? Three, four know, years I can't ago? think when it started. Definitely into the millennium. Like, the millennium like maybe the 2010s or something like i don't think tony blair no no Brown, no obviously no. famously called that shit women shit on television but that wasn't it <laughs> <The> <laughs> he's like walking in the street <laughs> and that made me like him even more i was like that woman does seem like a piece of shit back then i liked him but then now i fucking hate the guy because he basically ruins again he came up with that bullshit the vow and why did he always wheel him out every time there's a debate about Scottish independence out comes Gordon Brown like why why are we listening to you you failed as a prime minister yeah ah politics it's a lot of bullshit um I don't know and then like they're the whole migrant thing like uh, one could argue that Rishi Sunak has um, set a fatwa on migrants coming to the UK. (laughs) And Suella Braverman. Isn't it weird how they're all brown, though? They're all brown people. What is this? Is this a Tories, like, convincing brown people to be fascist? I don't understand. What what is going on here? It's It's really confusing me. They're all brown. Mind the BMP tried to get as many, like, black and Asian and minority people to be, so they could be like, we're not racist. Woke. Although Evil it's kind woke. of worked with the Tories because it's like, well, now we're clearly not racist because quite a lot of the people in your positions aren't white. We're just classist. Um, 
But they're also like people. So Ella Braverman was saying things like billions of people were coming to swarm the like what? Yeah. You're I talking do. out your arse. <laughs> it's more like tens of thousands, not billions. <laughs> what are you talking about? And you're brown? Your ancestors probably came over here on a boat. And by that, I don't mean that I'm telling people to go out and kill them. I just mean that people should avoid them for their health, because that's what a real fat lat is. Right. Well, a fat lat could be can see, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. It just depends on your point of view. I think <laughs> telling that to avoid Tories is, is a good thing. Fat lat against the Tories, I declare. <laughs> I'm not saying go and kill them, but please just get rid of them by any means. <laughs> <laughs> but not murder. No. But other other than that, yeah, vote them out. But then what have you got to replace them with? Labour? Yeah, they're just the same. They've got the same fucking point of views. Like Gary Lineker, I don't really like him, but he came out and said that yeah, we're we're lev- they're basically fascists now compared like I know everyone compares everything to Nazi Germany because it's just like lazy. But uh, he, <laughs> he Yeah. <laughs> and now they're all piling on him, saying that he shouldn't have said that. Um, well, um, hello, free speech like this is turning into a fascist state. We're not allowed to say anything that is against the government. Yes. And uh, anyway, I would say first world problems, but uh, it's not really, is it? It's kind of worry. It is worrying the government that we've got. Like they've banned protests against them. Mm-hmm. Can't say anything against them. That's they're moving to ban strike action. They want to, yeah. They want to get rid of human rights. That's exactly what the Nazis did. Yeah, to be fair, they're like, let's get rid of your right to protest, your right to strike, your rights just generally. Taking them all away. And blaming it on poor, poor and... um, Let's say things about poor people that are demonstratively not true. And then if somebody says that the thing that we've said that is demonstratively not true is not true. And then ramping up the patriotism. Take their job away. Yeah, saying that, oh, well... We have to protect Britain. We have to protect the Faverland from all these people. And it's the same fucking thing. But like the Daily Mail said in the 1930s that there was a flood of um, Jewish refugees coming in. Yeah, because they were fleeing fucking... <laughs> 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 I mean, it's the same thing now. That's what they're saying. Like, that nothing's changed. It's a disgrace. So, yeah, fatwa on them. <laughs> fatwa, fatwa, fatwa. Mm. I quite like the word. It is good, yeah, I like saying it. Fatwa. Fatwa. <laughs> right, well, let's just um, end it there. But uh, hail to the three goddesses of Mecca, because, you know, big up the ladies and that, you know, I think, yeah, put them back in charge. Put the goddesses yes, back yeah. in charge. Manat. 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 I invoke you. want me. to finish with a, a interesting Manat fact? Yes, please. Please do. Uh, let's. All of the wooden carvings of Manat that have been recovered from her temples were all found to be uh, so drenched in sacrificial blood that they were oh. basically solidified blood. <laughs> Sexy. So no change there. Then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What? Um, right. Yeah. That's that's interesting. But why? Manat facts. <laughs> Did she have wings, or is she just a lady? Um. I don't think she did have wings. No. Oh, okay. I just like a wing. Yeah, you them had wings. I quite like Al Uza because, in fact, I'm going to send you a picture of her. Oh. Well, describe she, her to the listeners. 
Well, when she's depicted on her own, she's basically like a wee rectangle. She looks like she should be a Mario character. <laughs> Hold on, I can't work out how to work a uh, messenger. Mm. I like her name, Aluza. It makes me think of a gun. An Uzi. Is that a gun? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's a gun. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I've opened Messenger like nine times and closed it. Are you sending a Messenger or WhatsApp? Uh, WhatsApp. I don't know why I'm calling it Messenger. Oh, this is really interesting to the listeners. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> this is a great way for me to round this off. I mean, I definitely sent me. Hold on. Why well, listeners, while he's doing that, I would encourage you all to, you know, open your minds to different cultures and things and, and don't just think because someone said something you don't like that they should immediately die and that goes for everyone <laughs> liberals right. that's really good advice <laughs> <laughs> right oh my gosh well she's like a wee rectangle with a monobrow and a big long nose i really like her yeah she looks like you know what yeah like you say in mario you know you get the rocks that slam down on like you're going through the platform you've got to try and run under these big yeah. rocks. she looks like one of them she looks like a nice one, though. Like, you know, sometimes you come across something in Mario that's not on any of the other levels. Like, you'd come up to her and be like, is she going to squash me? And then a little speech bubble would come up and be like, just, hello, Mario. I am Alisa. <laughs> Do you wish to travel to a magic land? I have a noonie brow. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She unless does? that's not a noonie brow. Unless that's, like, the rim of her glasses. Could be. She might have, rim, you know, those rimless glasses that have just got, well, the, the bit at the top. And then sort of rimless underneath, or is it just? They're quite expensive, those ones. Or maybe she's got like a heavy brow that goes into her nose. I like her mouth. <laughs> yeah, I really like her. <laughs> but what does she do? She's just a uh, square. She's the goddess of protection, which I suppose makes sense that she's basically a wall. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think she would look really cool on my shelf of gods. I've got um. Mostly Egyptian, but I've got um, Artemis and I've got Buddha. I've got Laurel and Hardy. They're gods. Okay. But I would argue. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Hail, hail. Why am I saying that? I'm not a Celtic supporter. <laughs> <That's sake. laughs> okay, right. Let's end this here. Let's not get into football because that's just a, a contentious subject um, in Scotland and it ruins a lot of people's days. So, um, what have we got on the list? Uh, we're up to 25 can I if, can I just do the one that was requested by Cheryl yes what was it again it was an AI god or something I, I've never heard of it before have you got it on the list I don't know if I do I feel like you told me that there'd be oh, a request Mark. <laughs> I'm never going to find it if you didn't write it down Unless, maybe I wrote it down and it was one of the things that, remember when I was redrafting the list and said there was random things on it that I was like, why are these words floating here? Yeah, hold on, where's the original This is such a good end and I'm glad. What, isn't it? <laughs> Just me looking for things. That's it, you have to die now. <laughs> don't you, fat wally. <laughs> I don't think I even sent it to privately. Um, right, hold on. Oh, yeah, there it is. Why have I not? What is that? I've got like two different redrafted versions of the list. You need to sort, um, sort your life, like, sort it out. Loab or Loeb, L-O-A-B. Oh. Right, okay. Loab, the AI demon. Yes. All right, we'll do that then for Cheryl, our listener. 
Because I don't know how. What, what number was it by perchance? Uh, it's not. It's not on the list I was looking at that goes up to twenty-five. However, on the list I wasn't looking at that goes up to twenty-eight. It's number twenty-six. See, no wonder I was never going to pick it because you've mixed everything up <laughs> to a different list. I was getting really annoyed. I'm like, when am I going to pick this one? So I'm just, I'm just going to take the bill by the horns, and we're going to do that next week for Cheryl. Hopefully, she'll listen to it. Make Perfect. up her heads up. All right. Well, thanks very much, and um. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. Bye bye, big love. Praise be to everybody out there. But and praise yourself. Not. That's the important thing. Don't need to worship anything. Just worship yourself. That's all that matters. And then no, worship me. What? No, worship Manette. Worship Manette or the, the rectangular woman <laughs> with the monobrow. <laughs> <laughs> She'll set you right. <laughs> all right, bye. Bye.